0: Bump, yeah, you move over. Get your ass off my Range Rover. <laughs> <laughs> that's my, my Tay Diggs. You're welcome. <laughs> that was very good, Diggs. I'm very honest.
1: What happened to Benny? What happened to his heart? And the ideals he once pursued?
0: <laughs> Capitalism, baby. It's the 80s.
1: Hello. Hey, buddy. How everybody do? Ooh, I'm going to get my headphones in now.
2: Yes, so... After after the last the the Rebecca episode, I was like, I know her from somewhere, and then I um, connected later that you know Ruthie was in our grade. Oh yeah, and Caitlin, yeah. my wife, who had been in a swing dance with you, and she's like, Oh yeah,
0: I'm I, so. yeah, I'm Ruthie's pedantic older sister.
1: It's awesome. Gotta be something in life.
0: Yeah, hey.
1: Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Irish wristwatch. Irish. R- Ooh, wow, that's a tough one. <laughs> on.
3: Irish wristwatch. Irish wish. <laughs> I-
2: Irish wristwatch. It is hard.
3: Irish.
0: To I said Irish. <laughs> Irish wristwatch.
3: Irish. The problem is, I spell in my head when I talk, so it's hard to do three things at once. And Irish wrist. R-
2: irish wish to wish
0: further further evidence that paul is just a sick bastard
2: (laughs) agent of chaos irish 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 i can say it slowly
3: can't say the word irish Irish. it sounds wrong right Uh, now
0: you know one day one day i'm gonna be on my deathbed and that's gonna be the last thing i say and everybody around my deathbed is gonna be like like citizen can <laughs> Yeah, it's
3: like that's your rosebud. <laughs> <laughs> like, what
0: is it? What does it mean? Irish.
3: I don't even know if I could say
0: wristwork. Wrist. <laughs> <laughs> <Rish-ros. laughs> room. Wait. They'll be like, what does that mean? Who is who is Iris <laughs> wishwash?
2: Wrist watch. A wristwatch. Wristwatch. Irish watch. Wrist watch. Wrist.
0: The podcast is just gonna be like an hour. <laughs> Arrested <half>. Development. <laughs> right.
3: right, I didn't I'm know they hear were Irish people
0: in this movie.
3: Wrist watch. Irish. Wrist watch. Irish wrist. Yeah, somebody got called
1: a Mick in this film. Yep. <laughs> Irish
0: wrist watch. Okay. Irish. Wristwatch. Irish. Oh, I said it. Wristwatch.
3: Irish wristwatch. I can like I can do like what the big black bug but the big black bear and the big black bear blood blood. But Irish wristwatch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> it's because half the time, like you're already thinking about mm-hmm. wristwatch. Yeah, so you're mm-hmm. going through Irish mm-hmm. and then you just put the T at the end of Irish'd. Irish. Irish
3: <laughs> wristwatch. Irish wristwatch. <riffraff. laughs>
1: Yeah, we're gonna be here forever if we keep uh, up. Yeah, again. we gotta stop this. All right, how's everyone doing tonight?
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, it, it was a it was a
2: pretty day. It was a pretty day. nice weather. It's been a mild May.
1: It's been <laughs> hey. nonstop raining here all week. That's because I I oh, really the it. drizzling shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, we
2: haven't had much. Yeah, we yeah. actually
3: I think they were saying like if it wow. didn't rain this week, Des Moines would run out of drinking water.
2: So, good lord. Good good I mean. Well, you know those old men like to sit around and talk about weather. We're not the old men.
3: <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, no, but we do I'm like pretty to be sure, sure we're all geriatric millennials
0: now.
1: Yeah, yeah that's that's Gosh. how that goes. And the oh, boomers are pleasure. still
0: trying to incite a war between us and the boomers.
1: Not shocked. All right. So, um hey, let's talk about uh people going to war young people there uh with uh our cold open for west side story a really really dancey musical it is dancy so let's talk about our favorite dance sequences in film and jonathan Ew. how about you kick us off all right i got a few yeah all right so
3: first one ex machina oh I mean, lovely what yeah, a lovely answer. That, oh god that yeah. o- the oscar isaac dancing scene just is phenomenal and just creepy at the same time and oh it's so good
2: yeah uh, um
3: number two I reservoir dogs stuck in the middle with you
1: <laughs> oh you're going, yeah, dark. going dark uh the uh podcast i listened to called that song from that movie covered that song uh <laughs> nice this week it also <laughs> brought
3: apart my favorite uh uh animated joke ever in Bob's burgers when they the guy started dancing around somebody right before they gave him a wet willy to stuck in the middle with you. And I th- thought that was <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> that,
0: that show is great. Uh, yeah,
3: dude. American yeah. Psycho
1: yeah. <laughs> okay. <in> the news.
3: <laughs> yeah. I went dark for all of these.
0: Didn't
1: I? Yeah you sure yeah, did. I, I, sure I, I was I was expecting a completely different answer from you. <laughs>
3: uh and then Napoleon Dynamite because that shit's great. The canned heat one,
1: yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. just the generic movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Just like mm-hmm. I just like saying generic.
2: I do too. Yeah, yeah. Much easier to say than the other thing. Generic. <laughs> <laughs> <Come here, what? laughs> Zach. Well, you know, I actually didn't have any of yours Thanks. this time. I um, I'll just start by saying we've seen so many lovely dance sequences in some of the movies we've covered and other ones from the years that weren't necessarily the best picture winners. Um, watch Gene Kelly dance to anything, yeah. Especially um, but my, but <laughs> my picks, uh, I'll start with the, the wedding from Fiddler on the roof.
1: Okay. It's nice. Ooh, life.
2: Um, the chimney sweep from Mary Poppins.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: Uh, the the ballet sequence from the red shoes oh, I've you know seen that for the first time this year and uh, fell in love with that um with the Liddy hop from uh, hell's a poppin Ooh, that that was that's phenomenal some, yeah something else I've just discovered this year and and just watching it compared to all the other things we're watching obviously African American artists were ahead on so much and no, no surprise there um then i'll go uh tequila from Pee Wee's big adventure
3: <laughs> nice awesome very nice
2: and that'll do it emily for me. what
3: you
1: got for us
0: well i am woefully unprepared um because i i misread the topic as i apologize it's okay it's not your fault i should have asked for clarification as the favorite dance sequence from specifically West Side Story, but um, the first thing that springs to mind for any movie would have to be the full monty, obviously. Just leave um, your hat on. Robert Carlyle is delicious. So uh, <laughs> that's that's what I'm gonna go with. Awesome, nice,
1: very nice. I was uh, staring back at my Criterion collection here, and one one Blu-ray popped out at me that blu-ray was do the right thing okay uh, rosie perez dancing to fight the power at the beginning of that film is yeah. an incredible mm-hmm. statement that one tickled my brain but i was like eh, i'm gonna leave that one for paul i appreciate it i will talk about that movie all day every day uh, i was expecting jonathan to say clerks too oh really so i thought you
3: uh thought i was gonna say uh the black fox song from the court jester
1: oh, okay I thought you were going to go yeah. court jester too. No, no, no. And, um, and Oh, but course... no, I,
3: I just, now I know why you would think I would say that. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm going to change one of my answers to, uh, clerks too. There you go. Especially. Mario <laughs> Dawson.
1: Um, then of course there's the barn raising scene from seven brides from several brothers. Mm-hmm. Yep. which Yeah. Is the best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, uh, the only answer that everybody should have given the entirety of the film cats, Tom hooper it is a masterpiece (laughs) of of cinema and it has all the best dance sequences
2: as if it weren't already solidified you (laughs) sick man
1: (laughs) let's talk about a movie let's talk about a movie Beautiful people out there in podcast land my name is paul Horton. i'm jonathan pierce and i'm zach mccoy and joining us this week is our good friend and returning guest emily williams hi welcome
0: thank you i'm excited to be here tonight
1: we're excited to have you because we are your oscar grouches and welcome back to the oscar worthy podcast a show where we discuss Oscar winners throughout history and try to determine where the Academy went wrong, if they went wrong, and what film are we watching this week? Zachary.
2: We are watching West Side Story, a 1960s adaptation of Romeo and Juliet with dancing gangs and racism. Succinct.
1: I like the way that you did that. And racism. (laughs) Good old-fashioned
0: American racism.
1: Oh, God. Uh, (laughs) Is this everybody's first time? No. No.
0: De- yeah, definitely no.
1: Okay. Anybody want to regale us with their first time watching this film?
0: <laughs> Miss Cretecar's eighth grade drama class. Oh. Anybody here went to Dozier?
2: Did, I? Um. I went to Reservoir. I think she came to Grafton eventually, and I, I, I didn't ever have her there, but I knew of her.
0: She was an amazing teacher. Definitely got me into the got got me the the acting drama bug.
3: Yeah. Was this our first
1: Firsty where we've all seen the movie? That's a possibility. Um, Firsty, Firsty? Hmm. I don't know. I'd have to go back through everything. (laughs) No, I think
3: we've all seen Gone with the Wind. Yeah, I think think we all saw Gone with the Wind. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) All right. (laughs) Well, still another Firsty.
2: Well, yeah. So my first time watching it was uh, in, wasn't until high school. So it was a later watch. Um and also save some details for later. Alright. I've seen let's... this a lot
3: because of my mom and my wife. <laughs> and to recall the first, I couldn't even try.
1: Yeah, I can't I can't think of the first time I watched this either. It's one of those ones I feel like I just born with. Yeah. It it's been in my life so long that I couldn't tell you the first time I watched Star Wars, I couldn't tell you the first time I watched this. Let's do an Oscar breakdown. breakdown. So it is a brisk April 9th. Nineteen sixty-two. I really don't know what the weather's like, so I just make it up every day. I week. was literally just That's gonna fine. ask, I was like,
3: how did you know it was brisk?
2: I don't. I tell not Blue just... Skies, whatever David Lynch says in his weather reports.
1: <laughs> um, we are still in the Santa Monica Civic Auditorium in Santa Monica, California, and we still have Bob Hope as a host. Bob Hope. At least three <laughs> years in a row. At least. I think we're at at least at four, but yeah. All right. Um our most nominated films of the evening are *Judgment at Nuremberg* and *West Side Story*, both coming in at eleven nominations. Our most awarded film of the night is *West Side Story*, the only film in the history of the Oscars to win a so win ten.
0: Okay, oh, wow,
1: that's really wild. Yeah, like there have been three films that have won eleven, only one film that has won ten, and our uh, of course it wins best motion picture over fanny guns and navarone the hustler and judgment at nuremberg uh it is it also wins best director for robert wise and jerome robbins the first film to ever have two directors win the best director academy award not oh. the last uh, and just for a small note Federico Fellini gets his first nomination at best director for la dolce vita uh, and it's my wife destroys our house in the background. <laughs> uh, Best actor goes to Maximilian Schell for Judgment at Nuremberg playing Hans Rolf. Uh, Best actress goes to Sophia Loren and she is the first actress to ever win an Academy Award for a non-English speaking role. Wonderful. Uh, and that's nice. for two women.
0: In fact, my niece is named after Sophia Loren. Oh, very nice. Yeah. yeah, my sister loves classic Hollywood and old movies. She loves Sophia Loren. What a, what a
1: wonderful actress to name somebody after. Mm-hmm. Um, now, she beats Natalie Wood, but Natalie Wood is not nominated for West Side Story. She was nominated for Splendor in the Grass uh She does not get a nomination for West Side Story because she was overdubbed by Marnie Nixon.
3: Oh, I actually looked that up. uh I decided to sit down with my wife and watch this one because she needed to see it for the two hundred thirty second time. And <laughs> yeah, I mean that's fair. Like, Is this Natalie what's saying? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Whoever like they they dubbed it really well. Like there was a couple of times where it's like where Natalie uh, Wood's mouth moved in kind of a weird way. Mm-hmm. And the scene followed even that weird mouth movement. So it was, it was really interesting what they did. For that.
1: Yeah. Um, Betty wand, who we all remember for overdubbing uh, Leslie Karen and Gigi also gets a little bit of dubbing work in this film as well. Okay. Nice. Dub Queens. Dub Queens. Blah, 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 blah. He says, <laughs> <laughs> uh best supporting actor goes to george shaker shakeris 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 to-
0: shakeris yeah shakeris, thank
1: you yeah who played bernardo in west side story beating out george couth scott for the hustler mm. uh, who did not attend because george couth scott is so cute he thinks the oscars are bullshit yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. it ain't wrong all the time I, i'm setting in motion things that are going to come up again later thank you i'll
0: laugh at any pun no matter what like it's <laughs> just personal policy
1: good I'm, I'm glad somebody appreciates puns and isn't a jerk about them like other people in our chat that i won't jonathan um <laughs> as he flicks <laughs> off the camera jonathan,
3: yeah, fuck you, camera.
1: <laughs> go to hell, camera. All right. Best supporting actress goes to Rita Moreno, West Side Story, who I believe at the time that she wins this gives the shortest Oscar speech. Hmm. There will be shorter. Somebody just walk up and go, thanks. Uh I believe she does something like, oh my god, thanks, and then walks off. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Or no, it's like, I can't believe it, or something like that. Yeah. Um,
0: Watched like a, a do- boss.
1: Like a boss. <laughs> Watched a uh, documentary about Rita Moreno at a uh, Sundance, and she, <laughs> she's just like, I can't believe I did that. Yeah, yeah. Best story and screenplay written directly for the screen goes to Splendor in the Grass. Best screenplay based on material from another medium goes to Judgment at Nuremberg, beating out West Side Story. Uh, best foreign language film goes through goes to. Through a Glass Darkly uh, and um, La Dolce Vita, not nominated. It
2: is the Virgin Spring, wasn't it? So is that two Bergmans yeah. in a row?
1: Well, that's La Dolce Vita is uh, th- uh, Through a Glass Darkly. Yeah. Yeah, two Bergmans in a row. Okay. Thank you. Gotcha. <clears throat> All right. Best documentary feature film goes to Sky Above and Mud Beneath. Best documentary True. short goes to Project Hope. Best live action short subject goes to Sea Words, The Great Ships. Best short subject cartoon brings us to our podcast within a podcast, Walt Disney Oscar Watch.
0: Uh,
1: Walt Disney loses best short subject for Aquamania, a goofy cartoon, to, say this wrong, Surrogate, which is a Yugoslavian animated short. Oh, wow.
0: Are you telling me that Goofy lost to something from the Soviet (laughs) bloc?
1: That's exactly what I'm telling you.
0: That is a travesty of justice.
1: Uh, A man takes a trip to the beach, and every object he brings with him, no matter how unlikely, is inflatable. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that sounds like something Goofy would do. Some
3: of the uh, the cuts of the. I'm showing. The, I'm seeing that the the title of that one was ersatz or ersatz the substitute. Okay. Um, and holy crap! Some of the images I'm seeing from this is hilarious. It's basically it's about a fat guy that's pointy with a pointy head, and it looks like he's dancing with a abstract. Geometry woman that is made only of a half an oval for a butt and two very skinny ovals for <laughs> other assets. Okay. And that is all she is.
2: And a pointy Whoa. head. Which one was that? That's the, the winner?
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Nice. It it's
3: <laughs> holy crap.
1: I also want to point out that there is a cartoon nominated called Beep Prepared. Okay. Is it, is it a Gerald boing, boing, boing. boing Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> it is not. It's a uh, Wiley <laughs> Coyote.
1: Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> because the of is
0: beep, beep, beep.
1: <laughs> beep prepared. Amazing. And that's all we got for Walt Disney this week. One nomination, one loss. Ooh. Ooh. Not so nice. Best music score of a dramatic or comedy picture goes to Breakfast at Tiffany's for Henry Mancini. Best scoring of a musical picture goes to West Side Story. Best song goes to Moon River. Mm -hmm. Moon River. Lovely. Best sound goes to West Side Story. Beating out The Parent Trap. I just, I couldn't get get away from this without mentioning The Parent Trap, so... (laughs) Dude, I know Disney only
3: You're got one me- nomination, but they made so much money this year between The Parrot Trap and 101 Dalmatians and uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, he- The Absent-Minded Professor. <laughs> like Those were three
1: of the top 10 movies that year.
0: You're telling me that Let's Get Together didn't take home an Oscar?
1: No, no, no. <sighs> they didn't get nominated. That's a shame. Uh, best Art Direction, Black and White, goes to The Hustler. Best art direction, color, goes to West Side Story. Best cinematography, black and white, goes to The Hustler. Best cinematography, color, goes to West Side Story. The man who shot the film is named Daniel L. Fapp.
0: (laughs) You know what, Paul? I know you want us to make a dirty joke about that, but I literally have written in my notes, cinematography is stunning. It is. So you will get nary, nary a fap joke from me. Sorry. You said a fap
3: joke. (laughs) Oh, I was just going to giggle like a middle schooler, but now I'm going to make a thing about it.
2: (laughs) All right. Like, uh, the cinematography is not. (laughs) not It's fappable. (laughs) I
0: don't don't mind being the, the straight person in this comedy setup like i'll Fair. I'll line them up for you if y'all want to knock them over
1: <laughs> leanne and i, I was just, just always told you're never supposed to fat behind the camera leanne and i were actually talking mm-hmm. about the other day how how the straight man is the hardest job in comedy so
0: you know okay i was about to go on off a tangent um... <laughs>
2: Tangents are not, we're not adverse to tangents.
0: I was just gonna say, like, I think Desi Arnaz is really underrated as a comedian because he plays the straight man to Lucille.
1: Mom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and and Bud Abbott, come on. That man could set up a joke like nobody's business. Yeah. The straight man's a really hard job. (laughs) Uh, Best costume design, black and white, goes to La Dolce Vita, so at least it picks up an Oscar. Hell yeah. Uh Best Costume Design Color goes to West Side Story. Best film editing goes to West Side Story, also beating out the parent tramp. And best special <laughs> son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> or <Poor> Haley Mills.
1: <laughs> and don't forget also Haley Mills.
0: <laughs> Was that the first movie where they did like the split camera thing to have a twin one person play two twins?
2: You know I, I need, know, I need to, I need to watch... Uh,
3: no,
0: it wasn't, because wasn't Betty Davis in a movie where they did that?
3: Uh, actually, the Queen of Spades in 1916 was the first
2: early use of split screen. Wow. Oh. I haven't watched the movie yet uh, with Olivia de Havilland, where she plays her own twin. I don't know how...
0: Oh, to... it was, I think it was Olivia de Havilland that I was
1: thinking about. Okay.
0: Betty
1: I haven't seen that either. Uh, and best special effects goes to The Guns of Navarone, beating out the absent-minded professor. (laughs) Sorry, Flubber. Yeah, I was going to make a Flubber (laughs) joke. (laughs) All right. Um, The Academy Honorary Awards go to William L. Hendricks for his outstanding patriotic service in the conception, writing, and production of the Marine Corps film, A Force in Readiness, which has brought honor to the Academy and the motion picture industry. Honor. Honor to Fred L. Metzler for his dedication and outstanding service to the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, and to the great Jerome Robbins for his brilliant achievements in the art of cinematography on film, technically giving West Side Story 11 Oscars. Oh. Uh, The Irving G. Thalberg Memorial Award goes to Stanley Kramer, who produced Judgment at Nuremberg. And Gene Herschel's humanitarian award goes to George Theton. Okay. News and recap: the most memorable event, wow, the most memorable event of the night was when Stan Berman, a New York City cab driver, awarded Bob Hope a homemade Oscar after he slipped through security and made his way to the stage.
2: <laughs> as long as it wasn't a bomb, that's a charming story.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh and up uh, hope never bombs.
1: <laughs> and uh Rada moreno is in the guinness book of world records as the first egot winner Ooh. nice hooray i didn't i didn't look up her egt i think one of them's for the electric company
3: <sighs> okay <laughs> somebody just have a drone fly by
1: no, it's just a motorcycle that I would buy. <laughs> Okay.
3: <laughs> it sounded like it was
1: inside someone's house. Jesus. Yeah, they love zipping down Minchville. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so. our Oscar breakdown. All Thank right. you kindly. Yeah. So let's talk
3: about this movie. Let's. Um, oh this is the third week in the row where I'm the outlier and I know it. I I don't like this movie.
2: At You're all. not the outlier. I've been keeping quiet to surprise everybody. Oh, God, everybody. I
3: love you, Zach, so much.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to pull a Jonathan Trade. Ben.
3: Trade! <laughs> <Yes.
2: laughs> it's going to be a Jonathan Ben-Hur kind of episode for me.
1: That's okay. All right. so, so what don't you enjoy about this masterpiece of a film? There is nothing this movie adds that's not just, why doesn't it stay a theatrical production?
3: As a film, all it adds is a 3D setting. That's it.
0: I disagree. Go ahead. Okay, I think that this movie made one of the arguably best changes to the overall production um, in that they switched Officer Krupke and Cool. So in the theatrical production, they sing the the song you know cool before the war council meeting and like the the whole setup is that like you know action wants to like just go and like tear into the sharks right away and riff is actually the one who sings cool and um to like get them like okay with the idea of having a war council and then they sing officer krupke after the fight that kills Riff and Bernardo to, like, blow off steam. That's mm. what happens, and that's how they do it in the theatrical version.
3: Because, I think Officer of Krupke oh, was a song that could have sh- easily shed five minutes from this fucking movie.
1: Fuck you! That song is <laughs> okay. amazing,
3: and so, I love
2: it. The punk that, version you sent us is great.
0: Switching those two numbers like incredibly improves the tone of the show. Now, Now,
1: they were the way they were on the stage show because musicals up to this point weren't this dark. Mm. And they thought that after all of the death and mayhem that the Rumble brings, that the audience needed some kind of release. So they put um, I Feel Pretty and uh, Officer Krupke after the Rumble so that the audience didn't get too depressed.
0: I would say it's even darker to have Maria singing the I Feel Pretty song after her brother has just been murdered.
1: So
3: dark. <laughs> <laughs> so another thing that I have an issue is actual from the script itself is uh, Shrank completely. Um, being a fan of Romeo and Juliet to remove that final monologue in a way of being the guy who just wanted to keep the peace and turn him into the racist asshole that he is. Like, I wanted that all are punished moment that you don't get in the movie. Oh, or, what are you talking about? I don't feel like you That's get that That's everything
1: monologue. Maria says after Tony is shot. I don't feel it from her. That's the ridiculous thing you have
3: said on this show. No, oh, my God. God. <laughs> I don't well, think everything. it should have came from her. I think it, it absolutely should have come from, come from her. Ah, uh, I feel like just, she like, should have fucking pulled the trigger on her head and that's how I
1: wanted oh it. God. Oh god, that's such a terrible terrible decision.
2: Well, <laughs> it it probably would have made everybody feel worse and have a more lasting effect than a
0: Jonathan, who do you think would be have been a better character to say that to to shrink or p- punish him?
3: No, like so Shrank was the detective, right? Yeah. So he was the Paris of the show. No, yeah. uh, not Paris. Paris not was a uh, um the
0: prince
3: the the prince that the prince yeah okay so
1: that's right she knows paris
0: um
3: but yeah he was the prince of the show so he was the one i like i said it's the character as a whole changing that character into more um confrontation throughout the entire movie instead of that guy who's trying to keep the peace
0: yeah but wait are we comparing this like west side story the movie to like Romeo and Juliet? Are we it, comparing it is Romeo the and movie? Juliet. Well, okay. Or are we comparing just the West Side Story movie to the West Side Story? I, I'm comparing stage? the whole thing,
3: like West Side Story theatrical and movie. Like, I know that's not something that would have changed between the two. I don't know. I have not seen the theatrical production of it. So, as a whole, content wise, I think that character being changed from Romeo and Juliet is a bad decision.
1: No, I, I think it's a better decision because then it's not just adults talking down to children as it would have felt if the officer would have done it. Instead, you have someone of their own age who is who is the greatest victim of this film uh, saying, look at all you have taken from me. This this is on all of you. You have all killed him. And it doesn't feel like like just another adult Saying horseshit to them, yeah, but I feel I,
3: like that was one of the things about. And and again, I'm going to make a lot of comparisons to Romeo and Juliet just because I'm a fan of that. The fact that it was these are kids, these are kids yeah,
1: being. I idiots. think you're. I think you're doing essentially this story a disservice by only comparing it to Romeo and Juliet, yeah, not I mean, basing it upon itself. And that's and that's probably fair,
3: but I don't like. It's too much dancing, unnecessarily. All, all Wait, so my. That-
0: is that why you like Romeo and Juliet better? Because there's, like, no dance numbers?
3: No, I'm, no and, and and Romeo plus Juliet, they had that little weird dance in there that I like. Okay, oh, but,
0: like, I mean, if you're going to compare, like, character adaptations from Romeo and Juliet to West Side Story, then I would argue that I think West Side Story improves on Romeo and Juliet by making Bernardo such a sympathetic character, whereas Tybalt in Romeo uh, and Juliet is just a douchebag. Uh,
3: Tybalt was cool. But, but can Tybalt I say that cool? word on your podcast? You can, you can say whatever, whatever fuck you, you want. Nothing you can't say. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, Tybalt was like, and they, they changed a lot of the characters. Like, uh, Riff being Mercutio, kind of. Even though Mercutio was supposed to be that neutral party. Um... I, I I I expect some of those changes. Bernardo being the Tybalt, I I they made him Tybalt by making him kind of like the cool guy throughout the entire thing, and that's what I liked about him. I mean, he very much came off as a prince of cats.
0: He's he's Tybalt because he's like the personal connection that Juliet or Maria—that's yeah. her skin in this game of yeah. the gang warfare.
3: Um, but no, I mean, like most of those character changes, I'm I'm cool with. It's it's really only Shrank's the only one that I wish they hadn't changed as much, but I see where th- I could see the other side of the argument on why. Just personally, wasn't a fan, but when it comes to the dancing, it's it's just too much. It I you could have shed thirty minutes off of just
1: some unnecessary, um, like I I argue it's not enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, I actually um. Like, I wasn't sure how you guys were going to, like, go through this, but I did. um, Whenever we do talk about, like, the dancing, especially the opening sequence, I I do have.
1: Oh, no, go on. Just, yeah, please, just throw it out there.
0: Um, like I mentioned um, earlier, my first exposure to this movie was in middle school drama class, okay? And we watched it one day. Um, Our teacher showed it to us. And I remember, like, she made us listen to the whole long opening credits with the overture. She made us watch the whole opening shots of, like, the, you know, the overhead views of Manhattan. And she made us watch that whole opening dance number. And I just remember being, like, 13, 14-year-old Emily and just being like, can we please fast forward this and get to the action? This is so ridiculous. Like, why do this?" makes no sense it's dumb it's boring it's you know homophobic words that I didn't know were homophobic back then because I was a middle schooler I just had all those thoughts and now like I went back to go re-watch this um to do the podcast with y'all and you know I realized watching it now um in my late 30s that I like I got it and this like, not every musical is going to be a dance musical. And this is a dance musical. It's it's yeah. a ballet. Oh, yeah, this is 100% a ballet. Yeah. And, and, like, if you watch that opening dance sequence, like, everything in the moves of the Jets, um, when they're interacting with the other kids in the playground, like the basketball court, and when they're going down the sidewalk, it is so threatening, not in the sense of like, I'm going to shoot you or stab you, but like the way that they take up space and assert their presence is yeah. really fascinating and yeah. amazing. And I, I really, um, I finally got it, you know, in a way that I didn't appreciate when I saw this as a little kid.
3: So the thing is, I have no issues with the dance itself. In fact, I got to, I I pretty much went through the same thing that you did. I didn't see the dancing, especially when you got to like the confrontations with the dancing, like when they were basically dance fighting. I saw that more this time. around. They were just too long is my issue. It it was good dancing, but it was too much. Nope. Like it was just shed a couple minutes off each one and I'll feel better.
2: I've been kind of quiet here because my my issues with the movie are all superficial and and I feel like I have never seen a stage production of this. I could fall in love perhaps with a stage production. I just don't like I said
3: the same thing to my wife.
2: The, I don't I don't like the movie. There there are so many other versions of songs from this that I love that I've heard over the years. I'm not crazy about many of the singers. I I don't like the Forgive me, Marnie Nixon. I don't like her her voice very much. Um, the song Maria for me went on too long to the point that Maria became one of those words that sound weird when you hear it. Uh,
1: uh, semantic satiation. Ah. Yeah. You
2: and, you know, Emily, when you were talking about your feelings in middle school, uh, I when I watched that opening dance sequence, and I don't ever want to sound like I'm coming from a toxic place because I, I'm not looking at it as this is something gay and bad but it makes me uncomfortable like in a in a cringy way and it just didn't I haven't I'm not there where I get it yet like I watch it and I'm like I hate this it makes me feel bad (laughs) but but I I I don't know why exactly it is but
0: like I think there's a difference between like not like saying that something is just not doing it for you versus saying like I think that this is a decision that makes it a bad movie. Like, there are plenty of things yeah. that, um, I don't know. I'm trying, I can't, I'm having like brain fart, but like, there are plenty of things that, um, you know, I, I recognize as well made mm-hmm. and like artistically well done that I'm just not a fan of. Yeah.
3: And that's what oh, this those are for- the last three movies that we've watched <laughs> that has been me. That's I, what like ben Her. I don't like ben-hur it is That's, an amazing movie i don't like ben-hur and this like, is one of those movies i just don't think is good
0: well i i will i will concede that it has some pretty major flaws but like i do think that it's a incredible movie
3: and and I can see and I can see why people like this movie.
2: I will stick I mean, up for the cinematography and, and oh, absolutely. It, it's god yeah, there's yeah, a couple editing, of times it's really, really well made
3: the, the scenes with too much red where it oversaturates the entire thing. It, like the the dance, uh yeah, at the dance where the walls are so red, everybody is
1: red in the room. <laughs> oh I don't and, think that was a decision. While we're on just, the dance, let's give a shout out to John Aston for. Killing that Yeah, scene. I was. like, oh, I spent the entire time. time yes. I was watching it. I'm like,
3: why do yes. I know this
1: person? And then I looked. I was like, it's fucking Gomez.
0: It was like, <laughs> oh, what did I say when I was like, I texted Paul when I was rewatching it, and I was like, John Aston is selling this cameo, like he's <laughs> yeah,
3: like, yep,
0: think candidly.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I spent like ten minutes going, why do I know this dude's face? And then I had to look it up. I'm like, fuck, it is.
1: Yeah. Um. No. I. I I mean, aside from, of course, the glaring issue of this film, the horrible, horrible brown face, Choke. which which lost the star for the movie for me, but it got gained back by Rita Moreno just being uh, sure.
0: I think first, she, I read somewhere she was the only actual Puerto, Puerto Rican, Rican in the yeah. cast. And OK, and but they put Gino her looked in brown like he was face, Filipino, too, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. So um, was so this anyway. a haze Code thing with Natalie Wood? We're still I in today's. I don't know it's what we so were doing.
0: Like but, where they said they couldn't have interracial yeah. couples. Yeah. yeah, yeah probably.
1: I, I don't know what we were doing with that. Honestly, at this point, it makes no sense to me. Uh, but no, I mean it, it happened on Broadway too. It was a white actress playing Marie on Broadway too. So it wasn't it this was this did not happen in a vacuum. Um, but no, I, I love Leonard Bernstein's uh opening overture, it was amazing overhead shots to let you know that we are in a modern new york we're not going back anywhere you are here and then that amazing opening dance sequence to let you know that this film is in a heightened reality and we are visiting a a, a group of young men and the dancing is what is important in in this movie the dancing is where all the emotion is going to lie everything across the board is just gorgeous It is a beautiful looking film score. Sondheim's lyrics always touch my heart in, in ways.
0: I'm ride or die for Stephen Sondheim
1: all day, every day.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. So Jonathan, while we're talking about Sondheim's lyrics, you'll appreciate this. Um, This was another thing that I didn't pick up on until I was rewatching it. um, In the quintet. When everybody is singing, what they're you know tonight. Yeah. Not when it's just Tony and Maria, but the quintet.
3: And that—that's the one that's getting stuck in my head. By the way, I've been tonight sections, trying to smashing pumpkins that out of my head.
0: The sections <laughs> that Tony and Maria sing in that quintet are paraphrased from Juliet's speech in Romeo and Juliet. Where gallop a pacey, what yep. is it, fiery footed steed, something you know, yep. like oh man, I, yeah, I didn't pick up on that until the second time watching it. I was just like Steven didn't so know that."
1: Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> He's so good. He's so good at everything. Yeah.
3: So here's one thing that I do want to say when it comes to this. I appreciate this movie enough that I am still excited to watch the remake.
0: Because oh, I want to
3: see what that's going to turn into. Because I it's not cannot. the story as a whole that I'm against. It's,
2: yeah. This
3: yeah. Movie.
0: I can't wait to see the remake. You know, I'm
2: racially appropriate actors, uh maybe mm-hmm. yeah, a little exactly. better uh for me anyway, you know. <laughs> we'll see. I like yeah. I like I said I'm I'm kind of quiet this episode cuz I don't have deep feelings. It's just I haven't got there yet on this and and superficial, like I said, and I'm I'm glad and I fully understand why people love it and enjoy it. At this time it is not for me.
0: That's fair. I kinda <laughs> hope that Rita Moreno wins Best Supporting Actress for the remake so she can win the same award twice for the same for like the same thing, even though it'd be a different role. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Awesome.
1: <laughs> and can I just say, uh, we haven't said anything about how gorgeous every single set is in this film.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah. Have we not oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. All right. <laughs>
1: Some of these, some of some of these sets on these sound stages are the only thing that
3: bugged me was the spotlight at the end. Ah, Well, great. that
0: was a little on the nose. Yeah,
3: but other than that, that, you know, it looked great. Like the colors Uh, in this movie were just phenomenal. Other than the
1: oversaturation of the red, with with how heightened the reality is, I just I went with it. That spotlight. But that heart. was
3: the thing, because everything about this movie did feel, real, did have that reality to it, and that yeah. that one spotlight was it. Just it ruined some immersion. It really did. But again, I, this is my problem coming into movies that I've seen before that I didn't like. I already don't like the movie when I watch it again, and I and I try to take myself out of that. And this is why Gone with the Wind is my number. Still number two or is it number three at this point? I think it's number three. I can't remember what the GG and uh oh GG, yeah. yeah sure. show. yeah. Yeah. Um, um but uh
0: I just so bad. Yes, thank you. Oh my
3: God. <laughs> Um, but I, I it's it's hard for me to pull pull myself out of that. And I did try. And I also want to give my wife the world's biggest shout out ever. Um I cannot listen to music or watch a musical without my wife singing along. Um, and she did that for the most part for this movie. So I could actually try to
1: get into it. So thank you, Jaylee. I love you. And what an amazing woman. That's beautiful. She, she, is. Is. she, she does. That would be hard stuff. because every song in this movie is a fucking banger. <laughs> and I mean, she watches this movie <laughs> a lot.
2: So it's just. My favorite yeah. song and my favorite sequence or the america rooftop scene like yes. Yeah, and, yeah i was
0: when you guys when i thought that um the favorite dance sequence was for this movie i was gonna say america
1: yeah and going back to jonathan's really bad note at the beginning that this didn't do anything to top the stage play is that they made the america uh a little less prejudiced towards puerto rico nice because apparently the uh, I can't think of any of the more prejudiced lyrics in my brain right now from the stage musical, but the, because this has always been my preferred version of this song because Rita Moreno. Um, and uh, apparently they changed a whole lot of lines to make it better.
0: Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to the remake because I think it's going to be even better. And I know that, um, When it was revived on Broadway a few years ago, Lin-Manuel Miranda translated a bunch of the songs that the Sharks sing and a bunch of their lines into Spanish. So, like, I'm hoping for the remake, they'll keep that as well.
1: That'd be real nice.
2: Yeah. Paul, what's your history? Like, uh, have you um,
1: performed or or been part of a production of any? Of of this? No. All right. I, I wish I could have, but at the same time, I cannot dance, so I would have probably played the, uh, the candy <laughs> shop owner. I cannot dance like this, Emily. Please stop giving me that face. I have tried. <laughs> you should have seen some of the bad choreography. <laughs> you can dance. <laughs> well, I could dance if I want to. Leave your friends behind. I don't want to do that, Zach. No, no.
0: I don't if dance. A friend of mine.
3: Oh, I don't, um, I don't. I purposely avoid weddings, and my wife goes to them like every week if she could just because she forces me to dance at least once with her. I, I was have, trying
0: like, to go along with I have
1: her at least two moves. moves. Yeah. You should, you should have seen all the shitty notes I got when I did bad choreography during company. Mm-hmm. Um, in which I played Paul. I know huge stretch <laughs> there. Yeah. I, I could never pull off this choreography, even if I tried my good goddamn hardest. No, I just, if Tony doesn't dance as much, I guess I could have played Tony.
0: Hey. Richard, speaking of Tony, like, okay, this is one of my main criticisms of this movie. And, like, I like Richard Boehmer as a person, and I love Twin Peaks to death, okay? Like, he's amazing in that. But, like, he is such a goober in this movie.
1: Um, he really is. <laughs> he apparently,
0: is such a Apparently,
1: Robert Wise was very insistent that he play... A super nice guy, instead and, of
0: like he was a very miscast. And to me, like Richard Bamer playing Tony is like one of the things that almost ruins this movie for me. Like, I like all the really. I just love Russ Hamblin and George Sakiris, even though George Sakiris is in brownface. I know that's problematic. Like, they're both so charismatic that it kind of, like, okay, you know, the other male leads are good actors, but, like, Richard Bamer is just... He's a goober.
3: Um, I will say, I I don't think Ned Glass got enough um, screen time in this movie at all as Doc. Mm -hmm. Um, His his Friar Lawrence Lawrence. in this, oh my god, he was so good. Like, that was the one character I stuck to in this movie. Uh, But...
1: I as far as I the, did love when they let him off the leash. Sorry, Zach, go on. Yeah, yes. yeah, when they let him off the leash to kind oh, of god, chastise
2: yes. the boys. Yeah. Yeah. I would have liked to see some oh, more of that. Takes.
1: Like, oh my god, I love you. <laughs> see, and and I think that was enough of an adult chastising them that we didn't need any more of that. So that's why it's good that it was changed to Maria at the end.
0: And yeah. I would also um, add to that that if any adult was going to chastise them, it should be Friar Lawrence and not the prince.
2: Correct. True. Sure, sure. yeah. and,
3: and and I see it, and I understand. I just
2: maybe I'm getting old. I, Those I just boys don't like the, mad.
3: what they did with the character. Like even if it wasn't him who gave that speech at the end, it would just felt like unnecessary conflict to add. Like I know they were trying to give somebody to portray the neighborhood as it's 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 not just jets versus sharks it's the neighborhood versus the puerto ricans and he was the only one who really kind of gave that feel to it but i just felt like spread it out to more than just that character at the very least
1: i uh, no, i i like that he's kind him and krupke are kind of a catch-all it it would be too much if there was more because there's already plenty of characters in this and sure that's just overkill and you have what you need and it's all nice and symbolic
0: i wish that um speaking of actors that we wish had gotten a little bit more screen time although i recognize that they're already like a lot of characters is uh tucker smith as um ice slash diesel i think Mm -hmm. in the in the play his name is diesel but in the the movie they changed it to ice but um because
1: he plays a cool boy
0: he is awesome and apparently, he did the singing for Russ Hamblin. He dubbed the Jet Song. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, you're blowing my else.
2: mind a bit here because I, I, um, I didn't really look closely at the cast names, and I didn't realize who, um, Richard Bamer is because uh, I love Twin Peaks too, and I'm just
0: like, oh my gosh, yeah, he's Audrey's dad from Twin yeah. Peaks, with the Baguette. <laughs> 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 you know, with the sandwich. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm thinking, eat oats, eat oats, no, that's, eat a,
0: that's laura's dad that's the yeah other but he guy.
2: he dances with him too in that same scene so i'm thinking of them dancing together oh yeah but, yeah, yeah, yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah, oh my gosh <laughs> and they, russ they is in twin to. peaks too isn't that crazy it is Ugh. oh man
3: <laughs> i also spent a fairly decent amount of time making sure that david Winners wasn't neil patrick harris's dad um, okay the guy who played arab because <laughs> i'm pretty <laughs> okay. sure they look exactly the same. God,
0: you know what? So. I didn't. Now that you say it, I'm like, that's insane. You're right. <laughs> that's crazy.
3: All right. Well, I, I'm happy I'm not the only outlier this week. I really am. Uh, you know, you guys do bring up good points, and again, I, I don't not like. The story enough to not care about the remake. I'm excited for it. I'd like to see what can be done. It's just this film itself. I I don't think is good. I don't. But I'm happy that other people do enjoy it. I'm gonna be Paul for a second and go. I'm happy that it it makes you happy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean it. I really do. I'm kind of particular with musicals in general. Like uh, they have
1: to hit me the right way. Um, and I I. I'm really I love big, musicals. I'm really big on if an opening number doesn't catch me, I probably will not enjoy the rest of the musical. And because the opening number is the greatest dancing of all time in this. It is good. It's great. It, it, it does what
3: it's supposed to do. And it does, like you said, give that threatening look. I've never, I've never seen a plie be threatening. And here we are. So what are we going to say, Emily.
0: I was just going to say that a musical has to be really bad for me to not like
3: it. <laughs> you could be like Paul.
0: <laughs> what a I'm musical kidding. has
3: to be really bad for him to really like it. Like cats. <laughs> Wait,
1: hold on. Book of, Book of Mormon's really bad? No. Ah, gotcha, you son of a bitch. God damn it. <laughs> all right. Uh, Paul,
3: uh, does anybody have any other notes that they'd like to share? No, uh, mm. not at all.
0: We kind of hit everything that I had written down.
1: All
3: right. So, Paul, I'm assuming this is in the library. It, Of course it is, because yeah.
1: it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The three of you, give me a year. Remember, no. Emily, it starts at 1989. What year did it get in the Library of Congress?
0: Oh, 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 right.
1: Oh. I'm going to go 93.
2: I'm going to be a jerk and say 2011.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what year did Crash come out?
1: Oh, 05
0: five two thousand. I'm gonna say oh five. Yeah, I'm gonna say around the time that Crash came out.
1: Nobody got it, but Jonathan wins the Price is Right nineteen ninety seven. Ooh, only four off. I, I knew this was one of
3: those. I mean, yeah. No matter how much I don't like this movie, it's an iconic film. So. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And, it, and it's amazing. I mean, the same thing can oh. be said for Ben Hur. But okay, so nineteen sixty one, we get Allures a short subject experimental film breakfast at Tiffany's dog star man, a short subject experimental (laughs) film series from 1961 to 1964. Zach, if you're writing that down, please remember to text that to me. (laughs) Dog star, man, Uh, the exiles flower drum song. Waiting for the one here. The hustler. Okay. Judgment at Nuremberg. One eyed Jacks, a raisin in the sun and West side story. Yo, Jimbo's not in? Well, not it's, it's not American. It's a Japanese movie. Duh. Okay.
2: Is uh, that the... the Poitier, Raisin of the Sun, isn't it?
0: You guys should do... Um, like, after you're done talking about the best pictures, you should, like, talk about movies that should have been nominated that weren't specifically due to racism. Because I was watching a thing earlier about um, Anna Mae Wong... And how, you know, she was not cast in The Good Earth.
1: Mm-hmm. Because We, they we ca- talked about that.
0: And, okay, yeah. And, like, the, A Raisin in the Sun wasn't nominated. um, And then, like... And also, I was thinking, like, gabre Sidibe. Did I say her name right? Gabore Sidibe. Gabore Sidibe. I know she was nominated for Precious. That is,
3: yeah. like, and, the best
0: name to say ever. And she Gaboray didn't Sidibe. win. And then, um... <laughs> precious should have won best picture that year so that'd be interesting i, I think you what guys talk that? about that i think that'd be that'd be interesting
3: hmm. yeah i'm looking yeah. that one up precious. Oh was God. 2009 so the 2010 oscars so that would have been uh um, hurt locker
1: hmm. yeah
3: <laughs> and precious avatar Brick. got the most nominations that year too
0: <laughs> who ended uh. up winning best actress
3: Okay, hold on. Yep. And, yep.
2: Yeah. Hold on. We, but Emily, that's a good point. We occasionally, you know, we bring it up if there's something really glaring, but we just kind of. She
0: no, did not.
3: Sandra Bullock won.
0: Oh, oh that's,
2: that's not right. the blind side, is it? Right. I was right for on, the blind side. Yeah. That's the why white, it's even more the white great.
0: savior oh. The white savior trope one. Because
3: that was the year she won the, uh,
0: yeah. Uh, the Razzie,
3: Parker too.
1: And the Razzie. And she brought, she brought DVD copies of uh, All About Steve to you know, the Razzies.
0: <laughs> but see, uh. like, you know, you had like a, a black actress playing this amazing yeah, role should. in an amazing movie. And then you had like a white savior trope be the one who won the best actress.
1: Yeah. And don't forget, only one black actress has won best actress in the history of the award.
0: i'm sorry i've been working in i've i've got i've got some things to say that are not really my place i i listen to
1: to i listen to a lot of uh black men can't jump in hollywood and it gives me a lot of feelings about a lot of things so i'm with you (laughs) i mean i can say i fucking hate halle berry so
3: fucking hate halle berry
1: so much (laughs) either or she's the only (laughs) actress to win that award yeah
3: all right. So let's go ahead and ask those important questions. Let's get into our. Where's the
2: judges? Irish wished watch. <laughs> Irish, <laughs> wished watch. God damn it. Irish <laughs> wish watch. The worsty judgments, Jonathan.
3: <laughs> worsty judgments. Why is this a problem for me? This is like episode 152. 34. It
1: was. It's, so, amusing, it's amusing to me, so I like you introducing yeah, I, it.
2: <laughs> I always wait. So I like you know, when the way you call it worsty judgments. Worsty judges.
3: Worsty judges. <laughs> or Oscar worsty Os- judges. Os- Os- Oscar worsties. worsties. <laughs> so worsty judgments. Emily, we'll start with you because you are our guest. Does this movie deserve best picture?
0: Okay. I I kind of think Judgment and Nuremberg should have won best picture. Ooh. Ooh. I'm mm. sorry. Like, I just, the I can't get past the brown face. And I know that it was a product of its time, but I can't overlook that.
2: No, that's fair. Uh, Zach, does
3: this movie deserve Best Picture?
2: So, I feel, like I said, unfortunately, it was just a, a very busy week. And I didn't get to watch all the 1961 movies that I wanted to. I started Judgment at Nuremberg, and I am very looking forward to finishing it. Um, and it's been a little while since I've seen The Hustler, but... So my thought is this, there are movies that I like much better from 1961. Most of them are foreign and it's kind of, you know, I know we're talking about the, the, the Academy is American. And yeah. when you have things like *Yojimbo* and through a glass darkly, um, that are, you know, kind of stuck to having to fend for one award. Uh, I don't like breakfast at Tiffany's very much. I, Audrey Hepburn's amazing in that movie, but it's another movie that I just don't really get.
0: You know what? Truman Capote didn't like it either, so.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, Raisin in the Sun should have won, I think, you know?
0: Oh, oh, yeah. Like, if we're going to go with movies that, like, weren't even nominated. Right, yeah. Totally.
2: Out of the nominees, I'd probably say, um, cheap of me to say, I feel like, even without seeing it judgment at nuremberg I've seen enough of it to know the tone of the movie and it's like that seems like the kind of thing that should have won also but for what i've seen I'm going raising in the sun but i can understand a big the popularity of west Side story and i and i recognize it as a cinematic achievement also so well, okay enough. so what's my answer have i a- actually answered yeah. did it deserve best picture i'm okay with it being best picture even though i don't like it that much that's
3: my answer. Um, basically stole the words out of my mouth. I have not seen much from this year as well, other than Breakfast at Tiffany's. Breakfast.
0: I think that is really fascinating. That I really love this movie. And I said I thought another <laughs> movie should win. And you really don't <laughs> like it, but you're like, Yeah, I can I'm okay with it being being the
3: best <laughs> picture one. But but that's the thing, is it's it's I don't like it personally. I don't think it's a good movie, but I could see why others like it, and I could see what the Academy saw in it. Um, so yeah, I, I can definitely say it deserves best picture, but not something I want it to win. So yeah. And and other than the fact that it wouldn't be nominated for many reasons, Yojimbo probably would. I
0: just think it's interesting to listen to people explain their reasoning behind things.
3: I am terrible yeah. at it. So I'm glad somebody did no, something out
2: of it. You are just fine. I've learned that over these many episodes. Oh, yeah, buddy. Paul holds up a beautiful Criterion Edition, and Zach is jealous.
3: Yeah.
1: All right, Paul. Hey, does this movie deserve Best Picture? All right, we're going to do my thing. Do your thing. I haven't seen Guns of Navarone in years, but I know I like it better than Fanny, Fanny. (laughs) which was hot trash. (laughs) Uh, Now, apparently fanny was a musical that the producer of the film decided to take out all of the music. <laughs> um, if you ever wondered how weird a movie can, um, a, a musical would be without the music watch fanny because it feels like it should have music, but it doesn't. <laughs> and it's weird and it's hard to watch. And I got about an hour, 10 minutes into it. And I was like, I cannot finish this. More shit. <laughs> You've got an hour
0: and minutes in. How long is it?
1: It's like two and a half. Without music.
0: (laughs) So you would say that it is also not the greatest show on earth.
1: Hey. (laughs) Um, Also, Maurice Chevalier from Gigi comes back. Um, Yeah, weren't there like uh multiple people in that movie from Gigi? Yeah, Leslie Karen's also in it. And uh, he's hitting on Leslie Karen in this one. Ugh. Yeah, it's gross. The uh, It it was not fun to watch, and I turned it off. Good for you. Um, okay, and like I said, Guns of Navarone would probably still be at my number four spot of the five. Uh, because it's, it's a fun action war film. I like it. Gregory Peck's really good in it, mm. but I haven't seen it in like 10 years or so. So, yeah, uh, I just didn't get to it this week because I was a beautiful social butter- butterfly this week. Butterfly, irish Irish, irish um uh, <laughs> uh, I forgot the hustler was so fucking depressing. Mm. I knew it was kind of depressing, man, I hadn't seen it in a couple of decades mm. uh it floored me how good that film is. It's such a great film, beautiful um. Uh, Newman's great, and of course, George C. Scott, the greatest era in all of the film, is a beautiful man unto himself, and uh, everybody, George C. Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, no then
0: argument there, from me.
1: And then there's Judgment at Nuremberg, which, I'm going to be very honest, I had never seen before this week, and boy was I not ready for a montage of Holocaust uh, visuals in the middle Mm. of the movie. Mm. Zach, if you haven't gotten there, you are warned now. It is graphic and it is depressing. Uh, Was not ready for it. I can't believe that they just throw that at you in the middle of this courtroom drama. Yeah. Like, hey, you want to see some dead bodies get scooped into an open grave? Uh, No, thank you.
0: (laughs) Well, I do think that it points out that complacency is just as
1: oh yeah, absolutely.
0: As, you know, that's that was kind of the reason why I think it should have won.
1: I I think it is a gorgeous film and I cannot believe it took me this long to see it. I'm glad I finally saw it. Uh Spencer Tracy is a revelation. Uh and Montgomery Cliff after his car accident is nigh unrecognizable. He's so it's kind of depressing when I realized who he was playing in the movie.
0: Like mm. at the end of his speech in that, when he's like, was it, I'm, I'm only half the man that I was before. Like, you know, he's yeah. not even acting like, no, Oh my gosh.
1: It it hits hard. Uh, yeah. And yeah. the, and Judy Garland. Oh, she broke my heart in this film. Oh, and I love this film so much. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm glad I finally watched it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that being s- it tomorrow, that being said, west side story is a visual masterpiece it is amazing it's beautiful it's moving i love this movie to death it absolutely deserved best picture over the other four films but probably not over raisin in the sun zach to answer a different question you asked me earlier i was in a production of raisin in the sun and i played uh the racist white guy
0: I was going to say there's so many (laughs) white characters in that play. (laughs) Which one did you play?
1: (laughs) Who, If you did not know, the racist white guy was originated on Broadway and played in the movie by uh, the voice of Piglet. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Raising the Sun is by far and away probably the best film of 1961 and Mm -hmm. deserved every single Academy Award nomination that they could throw at it because Ruby D is incredible. Sidney Poitier is the goddamn man. Yeah. Uh, the set is gorgeous. The score is haunting. The adaptation, I think Lorraine Hansberry adapted her own script for the movie. I may have misspoken, but um, yeah, uh, Raisin in the Sun is an incredible story. It deserved Best Picture. It is the best, but out of the five we got, West Side Story was definitely my pick of those five.
2: Gotcha. Right. Yeah. And she did adapt it. You were correct. Okay.
1: Nice. All
3: right, Emily. Ruby, uh, D. Ruby D. D.
1: Ruby D. Ruby D. I've, I've, I've mentioned two Ruby D films on today's episode, and I'm very happy about it. And I'm proud of you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I'm just going to talk about the Stan miniseries for the rest of our time.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: All
3: right, Emily. So that brings us to our last question. Is this the worst best picture
0: not, so far? Not by a long shot.
3: Uh, do you know what would be up to this point?
0: I would have to say for me, it would probably be a tie between "Gone with the Wind" and "The Greatest Show on Earth."
2: Oh, goodness. good picks! Good yeah, answers.
0: One because it's like horrifyingly racist and and awful. Like prop like what it purports is awful, and then the other one because. It's boring.
1: Yeah, it's it's not even a movie. <laughs> not a movie. It's <laughs> nothing, just the circus.
0: Nothing should be that boring for that long.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Listeners, this is this is outside uh, you know agreement. So <laughs> confirmation.
3: All right, Zach, is this the worst best picture?
2: Yeah, de- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's middle of the pack for me. Uh, I said I recognize. what it is just not for me so let's move on
3: yeah (laughs) um kind of on the same with you i think this is above middle of the pack for me because we've had one or two meh movies Mm. um but it is it is hard because i do recognize the film as being one that people do enjoy for a reason Mm -hmm. so this is just not one of those movies where i personally think it's not for me it's just more of a I don't think it's as good as everybody says. Yeah,
2: Like I said, I hope I see a production yes. of it or that I love the remake or something. So I can yeah, exactly. you know, get in on some of this yummy.
3: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I want some of the
1: Kool-Aid. Give me some of the Kool-Aid. Paul, is this the worst best picture? Uh, I'm going to go with Emily's answer of not by a long shot. It is currently on my list at number 10. Uh, right under From Here to Eternity, but it may overtake that in my brain in the next couple of days. Uh, and right above You Can't Take It With You, <laughs> you can. Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> rude. <laughs> Over Best Years of Our Lives. Best. More like worst. Assholes. Well done. Uh, I, I, I'm going to keep going. No. Um, you keep it going.
3: <laughs> Emily said she likes puns. We need somebody here for it. So. <laughs>
1: uh no, I I got more of those later. Um but yeah, no, this is an incredible film and it deserves all the praise it gets because it's amazing.
3: Fair enough.
0: All right.
1: Well, Emily, uh, thank you very much for being here with us again. Yeah. Always fun.
0: Oh, thank you so much for having me. I I like being on here. It, it's
3: it's always a joy. Indeed. Is there anything you'd like to plug any of your social medias?
0: Um, no, not at this time. Okay. I no, know. that's fair
2: off the grid i get yeah. it <laughs> yeah leave her alone people
3: yeah if he doesn't want to hear from you fuck off <laughs> no. all right yeah. guys well my name is jonathan pierce you can find me on twitter on tiktok and on twitch.tv at altorn underscore occam zach where can we find you
2: find me on critiker username zackmaster x-a-k-k-m-a-s-t-e-r because i thought it was cool um or on tiktok at house havoc where you get your this sweatpants no more sweatpants. I'm going to have to take them down if my parents find my TikTok. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, those other sites I use, TikTok, and Letterboxd, where you can follow my rankings of the best pictures, hmm. at Father of Fear, across all platforms. And Zach, what film are we watching next week?
2: Next week? Oh my gosh. We are watching the feature films for families classic the buttercream gang
1: oh yeah <laughs> happy birthday zach
2: <laughs> that's my birthday choice a, a film that i watched so many times as a youth on the vhs and the sequel secret of treasure mountain <laughs> we're watching yeah. both of them and they're both free on youtube thanks to paul's uh uh finding thank you
3: I, I just want to say also thank you very much Zach because I looked at what comes after that and the runtime of what we do after that and you gave me a <laughs> oh, much god, yeah. like I got to breathe 3 hours and 48 minutes <laughs> oh god it's oh, such a good three like you cut 2 hour you cut a movie out of a movie and I thank you for
2: it <laughs> you can watch both of these movies in less of that time I
1: think yes <laughs> I think they're both like a buck 20
2: yeah, yeah about that <laughs> I'm very excited to share this moment of my childhood with you guys. Hopefully it's not something I watch and cry. <laughs> I'm so
1: <excited>. <laughs> 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 Okay. We would like to thank Trav from our sister podcast, Level up of Benjamin Banks for producing our show. We would like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We would like to thank Megan and Jay Bellevue for our beautiful artwork. <laughs> You can follow the show on Twitter at pod on Instagram at OscarWorstyPod, and on Facebook at the Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher because it really helps us to be seen in the rhythm of Al Gore. This is the rhythm of the Inconvenient
2: Truth. I told you guys, I told you.
1: Didn't Melissa Etheridge write The Rhythm of the Inconvenient Truth and win an Oscar for it? She oh, did. Probably. Hi, I'm Alyssa
3: Edwards. I was
1: famous for six months. Uh, For Jonathan and Zach and
0: Emily Williams, we'd like for you all to have a damn fine day.